when we see all these childish tendencies of reactivity, hyperactivity, and other, let's say, after two-year-old age, we need to be in a hurry. That means child needs now support, natural support, in order for extrapyramidal nervous system to mature. Want to truly be the best parent you can be and help your child thrive after their autism diagnosis? This podcast is for all in parents like you who know more is possible for your child. With each episode, we reveal a secret that empowers you to be the parent your child needs now, saving you time, energy, and money, and helping you focus on what truly matters most, your child. I'm Cass. And I'm Len. Welcome to Autism Parenting Secrets. Hello and welcome to Autism Parenting Secrets. One aim of this podcast is to help parents like you better understand your options to support your child even more. And the approach we're going to be focusing on today is the MNRI program. Our guest is Dr. Svetlana Moskatova. She's a world-renowned expert on primary reflex integration and neurodevelopment, and she received her doctorate in educational and developmental psychology and postdoctorate in Russia. In 1989, she developed the Moskatova Neurosensory Motor Reflex Integration Method, or MNRI for short, and this program applies non-invasive neuromodulation techniques to access reflex circuit pathways and safely support reflex development, well-being, and whole person health. Decades of practical work and published research have demonstrated the positive effects of MNRI on sensory motor integration and physical, emotional, social, and cognitive development in babies, children, and adults, benefiting over 300,000 people in over 40 countries. So we're excited to dive deeper into this approach and are honored that Dr. Moskatova is joining us today. Welcome, Dr. Moskatova. Hello, everyone. Hello, dear Cass, dear Lynn. Thank you very much for invitation for this uh, podcast. Uh, very great, great thank you for those who are listening to us today. And these are mainly parents having uh, children with ASD. Uh, my relation to parents of children that are growing, raising uh, the children with ASD uh, is very respectful. Uh, I'm treating them as heroes those that go with their unconditional love, accept many challenges, difficulties of life, and go to not known world yet, but full of hope, desire to support their dear ones. Uh, and this, they are just uh, amazing, amazing example of uh, being given to your child, to their growth, those parents that are many uh, of them are refusing of their professional achievements. Uh, they are refusing of many, many uh, their dreams for own personal professional life, and they are giving, devoting their lives to uh, their their children. So, uh, dealing with um, children with autism, basically in many countries uh, where we have been uh, with our program, teaching professionals also parents, and at the same time working 
practically with uh, children watching them uh, in uh, early times uh, in Russia, where I studied my uh, PhD degree. Uh, uh, I studied as professional, uh, having already PhD degree. Then it is 17 years of uh, my life in Poland, where we um, opened our own center. At the same time, I was working uh, at the Medical University uh, of Wroclaw City uh, in Poland. Uh, in United States, working uh, in uh, European countries, Germany, France, Indonesia, Sweden, Switzerland, different other. Uh, also, uh, after moving to United States uh, the, from 2005, I started basically already uh, active uh, learning and teaching uh, professionals of helping specialties and parents. Uh, and again, working with children with uh, ASD Asia. I was witnessing the uh, the influence of our parenting system and also also social cultural system on differences in uh, our children' behavior that, uh, like typically, are described as ASD uh, uh, autism spectrum disorder uh, individuals. So. Um, the uh, program that we are proposing uh, our attendees uh, is called Masgutova Neurosensory Motor Reflex Integration, in which we actually are highlighting, uh, we're focusing uh, on resources of sensory motor integrity, sensory motor uh, development integrity, and orient specifically uh, at possibilities of the work with actual state, which mainly expressed in uh, several challenges for children with ASD. Uh, let's say uh, this is from our perspective, uh, from uh, our concept of the work of nerve system. Uh, it is uh, lack of regulation between excitation and inhibition processes in which excitation is overwhelming the nerve system and uh, inhibition uh, process, its neurotransmitters and mechanisms are immature. So this is kind of one very much important cause that uh, doesn't allow our children to go further with their development, development of their interaction communication, including here highest uh, cognitive function, which is language, which is speech. Uh, it is also behavioral um, routine type uh, of movements, reactions, actions, uh, repetitive tendency, uh, tendency, tendencies, which actually means that something is happening, let's say, with interbrain uh, system, with uh, what we call diencephalon level, where actually the uh, basal ganglia um, regulates excitation in inhibition. And it is kind of repetitive, like what you told Len today, uh, OCD. Yeah. So we are going back, back and forth uh, to the same uh, action or to the same um, thought, to the same uh, words, possibly, if children can pronounce some limited um, number of words. Uh, next, what is uh, causing the challenges uh, for uh, regulation of inhibition uh, and excitation. It is many times 
children that went through their um, physical sphere, I would say, that are the diseases, maybe some injuries, any way, some trauma that is hitting on the uh, the development of the nerve system, because at some uh, point, the nerve system was not strong enough. And this is the moment when uh, the biggest, I would say, um, change is happening in the health of a, of a child from two to four, let's say uh, this way, in immune system. So their immunity is really, uh, I would say, under attack of bacteria flora, of viruses, uh, and so on. Uh, and this is the time when adaptive immunity must develop. And if, uh, if the immune system is not coping, then it is hitting the nerve system. What is here is so very much important. All these um, uh, inhibits further the neurodevelopment and the unit of the protection survival of the health system, by other words, uh, and at the same time of the nervous system is a reflux. This is axiomatic and I do not need to prove this. A reflux is automatic response of our nerve system for specific stimulus. This is traditional classic definition by Sechenov, Pavlov, Sherrington, um, some other more um, later developing uh, concepts. Let's say concept uh, uh, that was uh, has been uh, was developed by uh, Vygotsky in Russia, by Jean Piaget uh, in the United States, many other. Uh, classic, amazing uh, scientists and uh, uh, at the same time, I would say practitioners of their time. So what is so very much important uh, in this uh, definition? Definition is given for uh, a person uh, that just emerges to the world with ready genetically given resources. These are spontaneous these are automatic responses for specific stimulus. And nature prepared uh, the, our body, uh, the development of our receptive system and next sensory uh, perceptual system, a uh, very specific, uh, very targeted way. So let's say the palm of a person, uh, any area in the palm uh, is specialized for receptors that are perceiving specifically. Let's say if we will touch the distant part of our palm and the first level of phalanges in an infant, in young infant, then infant immediately automatically goes for hands grasp reflex pattern. If we press just below in the middle of the palm, then our infant goes with flexing uh, the head some and the core, uh, head goes in forward direction, mouth is opening. We call this Babkin Pulmamental. Hands grasp activates the nerve system. And Babkin Pulmamental relaxes and prepares actually a baby for a nutrition, for a sucking reflex to get milk uh, from mom's breast. If we will press on the bottom of the palm, which is a uh, proximal uh, part of the palm, then uh, our baby will push with hands, extend the elbow, and goes to hands supporting reflex. So every part of our body somehow 
is, so to say, occupied, is not busy. I mean, it is busy for specific uh, motor or postural response. What is happening when child physically is not strong, cannot support the nerve system, immune system cannot support the protective system. Then what is happening? The brain uh, still is worried. It needs to take care of the protection. So for that, it activates, again, genetically given system that we call HPA, stress axis, H, hypothalamus. H, hypothalamus, P, pituitary gland, A, adrenals. Three group of neurons, two in the brain, one above the kidneys, these are adrenals. So three group of neurons, they become active when person is in stress. Now with child with ASD that goes through different challenges from these early stages, many times it is actually a traumatic birth, possibly or stressful birth, or this is a, how... Uh, there is a concept about the shots, first vaccination, that truly uh, is, I would say, uh, for arguments, the different kind of groups and arguments between the, uh, let's say, medical system, parents, and um, helping professionals. So this or that way, all this works the way uh, that reflexes cannot fulfill their function properly well enough. They're immature. They didn't develop. So the nerve system, our organisms, tries to take care and goes with knocking at the door of HPA stress axis. So HPA stress axis immediately uh, runs more of adrenaline cortisol, which are stress hormones. And when we have too much of adrenaline and cortisol, this is the uh, research material uh, of post-traumatic stress, too much of adrenaline and cortisol, it kills our own nerves, our neurons, and in first order of the system that is called automatic system. That means actually it, it's extrapyramidal nerve system uh, neurons. Uh, extrapyramidal nerve system is part of the nerve system that is responsible for automaticity, our breathing. Uh, our circulation, blood uh, circulation functioning, uh, our heart rate, and so on, including also autonomic nerve system. Uh, when we need to get uh, um, frightened, for example, it is very much important for body to, so to say, to switch on the uh, internal alarm system in order to uh, immediately prepare the body for struggle. For this, uh, the HPA stress axis, activates the stress hormones, and they give now energy to every cell of our body. So our child is growing under chronic constant stress, even when the environment is not stressful. But the body the whole time, like on background, on the ground, has this alarm, internal alarm system. Can I ask a question? Because as you've been talking, I wrote down a few things that I think some parents listening could, um, and I just want to get your response to this, but I look back at like my own son's birth, right? So 27 hour labor ended up in a C-section. So totally traumatic for him. Cord, even though his Abgar scores were perfect, he did have a cord around his neck. So we have a traumatic birth where he didn't get 
you know, through the vaginal, it wasn't a vaginal delivery. So you have that check mark him, right? And that, and I'm just thinking, and it also takes what I think I've heard up to six months for babies who are C-sections to be- develop their immune system. So you already have his immunity kind of out of whack because he didn't get the good bacteria from the birth canal. And then if you have a child who is a poor latcher. So as you were explaining, I wish I knew that hand trick early on, because I was wondering like what that might've done from a reflex perspective. So a lot of our kids are kind of not set up for success because of how they came into this world where, and if you miss some of these, you know, some of these reflexes, I'm assuming it just kind of compounds over their years. Absolutely, yes. So now, look, I was talking about what is happening on the pathway for development. So reflexes are fulfilling protective function. So they're trying hard, and at the same time, they are not matured because excitation inhibition is not learned within every individual reflex pattern. Now, it will affect the whole nervous system. Now, what is the goal? Our goal and the goal of the nature Uh, the goal of the organism to go forward. We call this neurodevelopment on very precise level. This is the development of different neurogenesis mechanisms, neuronal adaptivity, let's say. This is latency, the speed of the nerve transmission that reflexes fulfill all these roles. Yeah. So this is interconnectivity. The uh, reflex is teaching how to link different parts of the nerve system to make a circuit, for example. Uh, Let's say the arc, reflex arc and reflex circuit. And then feedback from the brain if reflex fulfilled good work. Next, it is, uh, let's say, paving the pathways because reflex must be repeated again and again and again. That means stimulus must be properly recognized if we want reflex circuit to fulfill its functions. Paving of the pathways gives memory of circuitry system, gives myelination. Next mechanism, it is myelination itself. And uh, predominantly we must finish this myelination uh, for let's say reflex circuits and the uh, first level of nerve system to the age of the end of second year, I mean, to the end of second year or third at least. With child with ASD, we see that all these, I would say, reflex milestones are delayed, delayed, delayed. So chewing reflex is delayed. That already uh, we can have uh, presupposition that possibly sucking reflex was problematic. You were talking about latching, for example, yeah? So there could be now coordination between sucking, swallowing, and breathing. They really have lots of pauses in breathing system. Hyperventilation uh, when they go into excitement or stress or frustration. So all these things end up with uh, improper use of biting. Chewing is delayed, and many times when we work with children, and we worked with, uh, let me remember the number. So we worked with uh, 54 thousands of children with ASD. Amazing. From two to uh, 19 year old age. 
and two thousands uh, babies, infants, uh, that also were in risk for autism. We worked with, with babies that within one month were diagnosed as early in uh, early uh, newborn autism. You can imagine, baby even not is one month, and some doctors are so sure that this is clear um, presentation of features of autism, actually. So uh, what is a missing link in our work? We refer to reflexes as the uh, integrative units that contain in themselves protection and survival resources. They teach for positive protection for survival. When there is no need to protect yourself, please go higher than extra pyramidal neural system. Go to cortical functions. And at the same time, this is neurodevelopmental mechanism, which will affect further with development of neuronal connections. And every mechanism that I told, it will develop our reception for vision, for auditory system, for tactile system for proprioceptive vestibular system, taste also, which also is problematic as we understand, yeah, smell and taste. So uh, it will help uh, for the uh, for abilities of perception, focusing, attention span, visual span is very narrow, uh, what we call tunnel vision in uh, children with ASD. Auditory system is too hyper- we know about this kind of um, evidences again and again that we see uh, in individuals of, uh, with ASD, not only at younger age, but uh, including also young people and I would say adults with ASD. And we work uh, even with old adults up to uh, 76, uh, 78, for example, very early times. Uh, that uh, were not at the beginning uh, diagnosed with ASD, but later they got this uh, diagnosis. So uh, reflex is integrative tool for protection, survival, and neurodevelopment, which uh, aims at further learning. Learning is memory. Uh, learning is next. It is our uh, activity of intellectual processes and mechanisms. This is our intelligence. And when we go to understanding the world of a child with ASD, we are amazed. It is astonishing the level of their intelligence. They, they are genius individuals. And this is what is stroking the mind when you go deeper, deeper with understanding of this world, amazing world. Or they are teaching children for, let's say, written uh, language, and they compose poems in their head or stories, maybe some strange stories, but still the level of their thinking is just like uh, at, let's say, six, seven, 12-year-old age, something amazing. And when their language is coming with much bigger delay, and when at 12, they start understanding, oh, this is a child that has such metaphors, amazing level uh, of the, uh, let's say, uh, different stories based or 
uh, fiction uh, metaphors, it is something amazing. So reflexes are units of the nerve system. And whether we want this, whether or not, uh, we will come to understanding of this fact and why our program by many uh, helping professionals called is a missing link because uh, it was skipped. If we will look at, um, at our uh, DSM book, uh, the, man, uh, the uh, manual for uh, mental disorders, uh, and where you just look, there is no any, um, how we call this, um, we call this realm, let me say realm, uh, where different factors are presented as the factors that uh, uh, demonstrate delay or will bring to a delay of the whole, uh, let's say, developmental process in these individuals. And there is no motor realm. There is no, what is the root of motor realm development? Uh, no big, uh, any big uh, the uh, discussion of the marker, such as milestones development, let's say sensory motor, motor milestones development, which is of huge importance. Why it is so? Because, uh, I mean, why it is important to pay attention, to pay attention at this missing link reflexes. Uh, if we are not developing reflexes in specific order, and we are the only program that proposes phases of development of reflex pattern. Baby is born, baby goes through a primitive reflex. Uh, basically, in our work, we state up to 28 days. Some reflexes up to 10 days, like hands grasp, sucking reflex pattern, swallowing reflex pattern, elimination. They must already... Uh, trained in the uh, earth environment after birth within 10 days. It is very much important. Our breathing must be established already, normalized, yeah? Then we go to uh, gross motor coordination reflexes. If, for example, infant is not training, clearly it is spontaneous training, is not going to this natural training of labyrinthine inflection extension when baby is lying down and the arms flexed and in upward direction and the legs are apart and also flexed in knees and it's just kind of resting position. So if child never is put on belly, immediately I would say uh, after 10 days, this baby will not uh, get orientation of the direction of terrestrial attraction. They have their challenges, problems. They do not have with complete, uh, I would say, proper sensation from the receptors of the proprioception, vestibular system, skin system. Uh, and they are not given the environmental possibilities for them to pull, like to provide this reflex to help. Standing aside, not helping, is not a help, guys. They are given for some reason, I mean, these reflexes, they are given for survival, then give a baby possibility to adapt to world uh, timely. And there are secrets of that. Next, let's say, uh, next phase, uh, this is after primitive reflexes. We call this um, 
primary reflexes, uh, they are un unconditioned. So they are not consciously oriented. Next transition will happen from four to six months when our baby goes through transition. Now the uh, automatic responses, autom automatic reflexes also incorporate some elements of our experiences. Our experiences, our learning step-by-step, step, we go to conditioned reflex. Conditioned reflex, uh, I mean, every phase of reflex, uh, it is linked with neurogenesis mechanisms. So you cannot go to, for example, um, um, from primitive reflex pattern immediately to conditioned reflex pattern, what many professionals do. And this is when we do not agree. You cannot integrate, you cannot uh, uh, mature and integrate primitive reflex. You first need to help primitive reflex to go further, to get proper pattern, to correct it, uh, for it to work properly first. When so links are proper and reflex is correct, then actually we can step in with concept of integration. So when we are reading books like titled Primitive Reflex Integration, our specialists just like what they are talking about. This is against of nature. That means they do not understand the developmental dynamic of reflexes up to moment when reflexes will start going further with uh, linking, coordination with higher brain, which is now conscious control. And intentions are there, now conscious control there. And we stop being wild children at the end of second year. That means extrapyramidal neural system matured. But when we see all these childish tendencies of uh, reactivity, hyperactivity, and other, uh, let's say, after two-year-old age, we need to be in a hurry. That means child needs now support, natural support, in order for extrapyramidal nervous system to mature. Next, its stage will be from four to six-year-old age. Now it is even moved up to nine-year-old age. And then it will, it will be 10-year-old age. 10-year-old age is the time when here, like the biggest marker, the biggest sign, I would say, is abstract thinking emergence, abstract thinking. So uh, this is the time for sure when we want language development in child with ASD. Uh, if not speech, maybe child will be non-speaking, maybe non-verbal. Still language, this is what we want to give them as the means for communication interrelation for uh, further uh, development of uh, intelligence. And also we give them means for regulation of their reactions, movements, for them to be more coordinated, regulation of behavior, regulation of emotions. And this is possible. The earlier we step in, can we imagine if let's say in uh, old times, let's say 15, 18 years uh, ago, uh, in physiotherapy, there was this kind of statement. If we will work with children with, let's say, brain damage or neuromotor diseases immediately within early intervention, then we possibly would save 30 to 40% of 
of the, of children uh, with their development, with their future. This is about destiny. This is about future. Can you imagine if we use the tool that can determine uh, within metrics, within the count <laughs> counting system? So we do assessment of reflex patterns, and we know when reflex is reflex. We know when reflex is dysfunctional or functional. And if we will find the red flags immediately, how it will be great, what we are serving for, so, to find the tools and we uh, promote early intervention. With the early intervention from baby time, if diagnosis is given at five-year-old age, we say start early intervention now to this situation, uh, meaning we must not miss very much important natural factor development of extra pyramidal nerve, nerve system, the part that is responsible for uh, development of automatis automaticity. All automatisms are there. So we want them mature because if reflex or automaticity is immature, it is just like shouting, screaming, crying like a child, meaning hey, I'm here, pay attention, pay attention at me. We ignore. Ignoring doesn't mean that we are developing uh, because this distraction is on daily, hourly, and minute basis for these children. For, let's say, from what you were saying, and I just want to make sure that I'm getting this right so that way we can also think about our listeners. But for, let's say, when we look at uh, primitive reflexes and primary and so forth. If you have, a, say, a 10-year-old child come to meet with you, I'm assuming you're checking them for these different reflexes and then going back to the oldest one where it hasn't matured into the next level to kind of meet them where they are to then get them, but in a sequential manner. Is that correct? Uh Yes, even work with basic reflex, uh, primary reflex, yep. will make big, big difference. Let's say, uh, I will give just some examples, okay? Uh, let's say child already can walk, walking on toes, independently of age many times. And we try to do different things, including... Uh, sequential casting for them, cutting their uh, tendons, Achilles tendon, in order to stretch it and so on. But pattern the whole time is in the brain. We need to work really with reflex pattern and brain, not just walking on the toes. What are the causes of that? Many times it is over excitation, as I was talking already. It is uh, a lot of tension in the body and disorientation where the terrestrial attraction is it is in downward direction so body was never uh, experienced this um, law of the nature so we will start teaching them uh, tonic labyrinthine and flexion extension with embracing squeeze and pushing in the ground direction on uh, in position lying down on back and on front so, because during uh, two months, that basically means that during two months, they didn't explore this. So we want to show the body, 
not the mind. We want to show the body on automatic level what is down, what is up, what part of body must go up, what part of body must go down, instead of everything goes in upward direction. So next, it is trunk extension. This is straight ahead, the sign of trunk extension. Trunk extension is a, a, a reaction. When we take our baby under uh, armpits, um, the upper torso, we verticalize them, and then we bring them in downward position, and uh, they are extending their whole trunk, spine. They are extending their knees and also the uh, ankle joints, and they go on toes. This is primitive response. And this is, uh, it, must to be it must be dominant, not longer than one to two months. Later, it will be seen still when something new is uh, being learned by our baby. But uh, still, the milestones will help them to do something opposite, to put while walking, while standing and walking. The heel first and then the toes. The heel and then the toes. If we do not understand topic of reflexes, I told you already about two, uh, tonic labyrinthine. Uh, then it is uh, trunk extension, then automatic gait, which in primitive stage also it is walking more on toes. And then it is foot tendon guard when we teach the body for flexion, dorsi flexion of the uh, ankle joint, specific exercises. Our children will be having much more guarantee for improvement the automatic gait. And you understand, to uh, correct the pattern of wrong walking on toes for individual at 24 is very difficult. And uh, uh, this poor ability of proper walking will affect our cognitive processes. It is about vision, how we are perceiving. If the whole time we're in tension and perceiving in uh, tension, for vestibular system or for uh, visual system, the whole time we are getting signals from the brain. Watch your territory, watch your territory. Why the visual span is so narrow? Because if I am on my toes and balancing, if I will look uh, back and forth to side, uh, from side to side, I will lose my balance. I will fall down. So body tries to keep body still, I would say, at the center. But with this, if we are the whole time at the center, brain gets now with narrow visual field, uh, gets the information, danger, danger can be there potentially. Get ready for fear paralysis, sudden withdrawal of the core, flexion with jumping backwards and up, or moral, you can fall down, you're possibly your ground is not stable, moral, fight and flight steps in. Fear paralysis says freeze. Mora says be, be reactive. So our child uh, in between two responses, I mean, at the, under the effect of uh, two uh, patterns now. One is telling one thing, the other tells opposite. Though both reflexes are of protective meaning. We need them. But and we need them working properly when real danger is there. Not on... Uh, daily basis, I mean, <laughs> or 
24 hours, I would say, uh, per, per day, because it still stays in our brain. So what we want, we want to work with roots of challenges. I not like word problem because they are really reachable. I mean, they are reversible. The only thing, it is level of our knowledge is not enough yet. And year after year, look, our services are better, better helping our children. Still, we have tons uh, of work to do still in order to reach the secret, the secrets of uh, this body-mind system that we call uh individual with ASD. And when we're discovering more and more secrets, is this something amazing? And we love this because uh, working with them, uh, we're getting amazing knowledge about work of the brain. They are our teachers. I mean, children and adults for sure. There are teachers if we're curious enough to really look and try to understand what might be at the root. So what you're sharing with everyone is how the oper- or the problem, if you can call it a problem, are these immature reflexes and the opportunity being a more integrated, mature system. And I appreciate what you're saying where as you're older, it gets harder to, to change, but never impossible, correct? Still, it is possible. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but the earlier, the, the better, obviously. And again, as, as I'm trying to understand this even more so now, um, I, I keep feeling like the, 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 that trauma in, in either a physical form or an emotional form, that, that, that seems to really be what is not always the root cause, but it sounds like from your observations, that's very okay. dominant, but very common. At form. this moment, I'm going to interrupt you, Len, very, very, in very short. Look, some of red flags, uh, according to our practice. And we had 300,000 of children in, uh, in, uh, in our four centers, three, four centers uh, in the world, and 80,000 of adults, basically with post-traumatic stress. Now, with children with ASD, I told already, uh, we had uh, 54,000, 54, and red flags. 94% of them have delayed uh, from proper milestones. So they have delay in milestones. Then 97% of them have dysfunctional and pathological reflexes. And we have tool for measure, to measure, I mean. I hope uh, this is clear. And when we talk about sensory integration, sensory reception, perception, 100% of them uh, are delayed. Uh When we were doing our research, uh, 54% of our children with ASD were demonstrating uh, in their QEG, QEG analysis. um, They were having disharmony brainwave spectrum. And we have analysis according to the uh, parameters, markers of all this. This is uh, very important. Reflex is a bridge to direct the process to normalcy, at least. Uh, is this okay for me to give one example? I know that our time is like short and short. No, we had lo- I think okay. I'll have an example. Let me just like show why, uh, how <laughs> it always was amazing me. Uh, I uh, finished uh, in Poland. I made even decision that I'm going to 
speech language pathology faculty, and I'm going to just like uh, to understand why these children cannot speak when our children with ASD are faster with their first speech, at least some words, I mean, even if minimum. Um, the challenge how we see it is again in reflexes, breathing reflex, swallowing reflex, and also sucking reflex that is teaching our uh, oral cavity for putting the tongue in proper place to cause uh, the abstraction, so to say, the obstacle, sorry, to uh, create the obstacle for pronunciation of uh, consonants. When it is about vowels, then it is about breathing, how you can inhale, exhale. Now I'm jumping immediately into example. Uh, please pronounce simple word, our first word, mama. Oh, mommy. Mama. Mama. I want to ask only one question about vowel. Do you pronounce vowel ah on inhale or exhale? Exhale. On exhale. Children with ASD that I was working, I would say 98%. They pronounce at the beginning at least when they are learning if they are capable um, to be speaking uh, individuals with ASD, they pronounce on inhale. Pronounce this word on inhale, please. What? It, ma. Will, be, not, it will not ma. be ma, ma. It will be ma, ma. ma. Try to pronounce. Can you breathe? You're blocking your breathing system. Yes. Your, epiglottis, your epiglottis is challenged now. It says better don't speak because you can perplex, you can choke with your own saliva and saliva will go into your lungs. So this was amazing. One example, one secret when we understood, oh, we need to train breathing reflex together with body, bodily functions to show what is exhale. And then we are playing with just simply with three sounds. Okay. Uh, and at the same time, training imitation uh, in our uh, the children, like e. We start pronouncing, pronouncing. They're interested, just like why it is so long. What is this? So curiosity. Then they start understanding. We invite them to imitate. They start imitating step by step, though it happens within one session sometimes. Yeah. So now we are competing. They and we. The longer we pronounce, the longer we teach the, uh, the organs, the, the whole body, the mouth cavity to work for pronunciation of uh, on exhale instead of uh, you cannot compete if you are pronouncing on inhale. And can you imagine step by step we're teaching for consonants through sucking reflux pattern. Then we connect m, m, ma, ma, bravo. Then we say language is a rhythm. Let's go repeat this twice. Mama, bravo, now it is a word. Now it is a word. So this is how step-by-step step, we are teaching them. And I say, now you understand. Uh, these are two syllables. Most important that you comprehend this now. Uh, yeah, it is mama. Let's now try to create some phonemes and it will be daddy. Uh, great, yes. Uh, it is not. Uh, uh. 
and so on. So we are step-by-step forming imitation, even on language level. Sure, they get instructions on very precise elements that are next reconstructing or constructing them uh, language. Then I usually say, you know now about two syllables. Now let's go with more. And I say, Masgutova. Let's pronounce Dr. Masgutova. <laughs> and I say, you have five days within our family conference, six hours work of work a day with different things for oral motor speech. You have uh, one hour within next five sessions. You are going to pronounce my name, my dear. And they do. <laughs> well, I appreciate, I appreciate that, that more detailed example that brings it all to life. And I'm also mindful that even... You know, a lot of these children, since they have speech issues, they're receiving their certain therapies, speech therapy, something like that, where a speech therapist wouldn't be looking at any of this, right? This is why we are missing link, Helen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a very different way of, of noticing and looking at what, you know, what, again, what is the root cause? We talk all the time on this podcast about, yeah. you know, parents having better and better guesses as to what might be at the root of what's happening with their child. So, um, so a lot of what you shared today, um, yeah, it's a lot of it's really opening my eyes. And I'm also mindful that whether it's a root cause of what happened to your child or not, if this isn't addressed, it definitely can be a root cause of why your child might stay where they are. Right. Absolutely, yes. Our mission to bring this knowledge, to bring the practical aspect of that, that contains a lot of uh, secrets. And my last book, uh, our last book on autism, exactly sharing some of the secrets. And it is maybe even more in uh, given in details that uh, I can allow uh, myself today. And our mission uh, goes further with creating of the school. Two years ago, we opened our uh, Mazgutova Graduate School uh, of Neurodevelopmental Sciences that will award MS degree for our specialists. They will be Master of Sciences of Neurodevelopment. And this is where we really uh, want to focus strongly uh, with science behind all this research, I mean, and also uh, we invite uh, helping specialists to go through this program. We are strong and we will stay strong, guys. Okay. Though we are not many. <laughs> that, okay. that is wonderful. And we will include in the show notes the links uh, to your school, to your book. And also, um, you know, I know for sure I want to dive deeper. And uh, I know you're also be, going to be part and presenting and also part of the Documenting Hope Conference coming up in oh, November. Yes. <laughs> the Adventures in Healing. So Cass and I will be there. So we look forward to oh. meeting person there great great then we will see each other yeah and for anyone listening that conference will include the link there as well it's it's november 10th and 12th of 2023 and uh, for a parent especially uh dynamite place to get informed and to have access to very forward thinkers like yourself so again dr moskakova i really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us today and there's so much we didn't get to cover. I wanted to talk to you about your assessment because that's so critically important. But we'll have Thanks to save it for another back. <laughs> Come back for another conversation because no, this is I'm yeah. a ma with the X, the inhale, 
that just is huge perspective shift for so many. Thank you for getting this because this is so functional. It is like, what can you do if your body doesn't do this? Sorry. Are you going to choke? No brain will say life is much more important than your, your new learning. Which probably goes to like, it's probably interlinked to the poor sucking reflex as well, reflex as well. Because if you think about it, as you were explaining, you're inhaling to say a Mm -hmm. word and that saliva goes down your throat and you kind of choke Mm -hmm. a little, like there is that in itself could be trauma for some of these children. And it is, and it is. This is what is happening with them. The same with potty training. We have our own system, yeah? Some simple things that parents want to learn as fast as possible. Well, yes, they totally want to learn. Even beside me, yes. get scared to do it. I know I was one of those parents until I met a mom with triplets and diapers, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> so I think sometimes, yeah. yeah. And some of them, just because of one who uh, experience, then refuse to do simple things, even with pilot. Yeah, yeah. And then we have problems up to psychiatry. Yeah. Then we start medicating these poor children. Right. We have these kind of things. I'm uh, from family of doctors. 60, 70% of my family are doctors, professors, PhDs. Still, I'm courageous enough to say, no, not medical. I mean, not only medication is a doctor. Right. Yep. A doctor many, must be a doctor. <laughs> there are many, many ways like, to help children. And, uh, and we thank you for for your work and for sharing these insights and these these secrets with our audience. So we'll look forward to our future conversation. Thank you very much. We will absolutely see you in November. Want to discover your top autism parenting blind spot? Take our free quiz today. Go to allinparent.com slash go.